Welcome to the Wet Podcast, episode number 17. Today I'm talking to Christine Frazier of the Better Novel Project. We have a really nice interview. Uh, we talk about the writing process, the her her project, the Better Novel, novel Project, which is really, really cool. Um, young adult novels, all kinds of interesting things. I'm going to keep the intro short today, um, but I just want to tell you, you can find the show notes at ericmarshall.net slash wet. You can um, find me on Twitter at emarsh. The um, podcast has a Twitter handle, Wet Podcast. And uh, I finally caved, and I made a Facebook page. So if you want to like the podcast on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash wetpodcast. So, um, and I'll post new episodes there and, and, and stuff like that. So I figured I might as well have a presence on Facebook. So now I have a presence on Facebook. And as always, I do appreciate reviews on iTunes. So if you uh, do listen on iTunes, or even if you don't, give it a search. Click the little stars. Maybe write a sentence or two. I really appreciate it. It uh, helps me get found and whatnot. And uh, that's about it. Uh, one more thing before I go into the interview, I should probably tell you. For some reason, I think my um, I had my mic gain too high on the interview, so it kind of it's not loud, but it just kind of um, just kind of overloads a little bit when I talk. It's kind of I don't know. I notice it. You might notice it. Um, you know, I've done thirty podcasts of the other podcast that's a wrap 17 of this and every week it's something different so uh it's it's certainly listenable it's totally fine i just thought i'd warn you that i have some uh, some gain problems some volume problems so whatever it's a great interview it's worth listening to check it out um ericmarshall.net slash wet twitter emarsh thanks a lot Welcome to the Wet Podcast, episode number 17. I have with me today Christine Frazier of the Better Novel Project. Um, hi, Christine. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. So um, I've been following you on Twitter for some time now, and um, I just got around to asking you onto the podcast. Uh, I, was, uh, I was looking at your uh, site. You had a guest post by Ashley Carlson. Who was on episode? I don't know one of the other one of, one of my other episodes before, and uh, I started looking through um, what you were doing in the Better Novel Project, and it's I find it absolutely amazing. So, I, if you could, could you explain the Better Novel Project? Sure. Um, so, Better Novel Project is where I post my research every week. Um, the tagline is deconstructing best-selling novels one index card at a time. So. Basically, I've started with three extremely popular best-selling YA novels, Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, and Twilight, the first books of each. And each week, I've been pulling out one common element that they all have together, um, some element that they share. And then I write that element up on my index card and put it into this master outline that I've created. Um, I call it the master outline like it's a... It's basically something anyone can use, and it's 
listed all these different index cards. Um, so that's what the project's about. Um, the, the, right now we're doing the YA books, but we will be moving on. Okay. Do you um, are they literal index cards that you're writing on? Um, yeah, I have index cards here um, that I use, but each week I'll post a like an image of an index card with right. the with the element on it too. How many index cards do you have right now? Um, it's a lot. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> um, I think. Actually, I'm not sure how many are in the actual outline. I mean, I would say there's at least 50, um, probably way more because sometimes they repeat. Yeah. Like, um, I think there's one for when the hero changes clothes as a symbolic part of the journey, and that happens several times, you know, the beginning, the end, middle. Right, right. So <laughs> what what made you decide to do this? What got you started on this? Um, well... <laughs> it's kind of a long story. Um, I really wanted to write a novel, like a lot of people. And I, when I decided I finally kind of had time to devote my creative energy to it, I sat down and there was this blank screen in front of me. And it was entirely intimidating. Um, I just saw the flashing cursor and I was like, what to do? Because um, in undergrad I studied creative writing, but I always focused on short stories Right. which are much more character-driven, and you don't need a huge overarching plot. You can just get this slice of life and move on. So the idea then of creating an entire novel became so intimidating that I like basically was ready to quit before I started. Um, so then I decided that it, this would be a lot easier if I had some sort of structure to go on, because I felt comfortable with writing prose, with writing small scenes, I just felt like I needed a bigger picture to know what it went in. Um, and I thought the best way to do that would be to look at these other novels and see how they did it. Um, so I started making this little spreadsheet at home, and then I think uh, I decided I was doing so much work, I was like, maybe I should start posting this online. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> so you... Um I, I'm still in awe of this. So you started... like, So did you start with the Harry Potter books? Um, just one, the first of Harry Potter, the first Hunger Games, and the first Twilight. Right. So when you started the first Harry Potter, were you, did you, you, just, you read chapter one, and you just started writing down plot points, um, uh, stuff like that? Well, so first of all, I had never read Harry Potter before, or any of these books, and I know a lot of people think that's crazy. Um, I just had never, kind of in undergrad, I felt... I was like almost too snobby for them. I was like, oh, this yeah. is very popular. I'm, I'm above this. And then once I let down my, um, you know, academic uh, pretend, I don't know what you call it, but <laughs> once I just accepted that these are really fun novels, um, I really learned to appreciate what was in them. And, I mean, they're not, they are popular, but that doesn't mean that they're bad. Right. Um, which is kind of a different view when you're in school. Um so I started by, I read each of them. Um, actually, I read them. I do most of my reading through audiobooks, so I listen to all of them. And then, uh, I, I don't know how I, <laughs> I made a big spreadsheet of, like, the chapters. And then I was trying to line up things that happened. Like, I, yeah, chapter one, chapter one. Cha looked across all three, like, what happens here? Oh, Okay. So you okay? I get it. So you read them all, the first of each of those, and then you're like, okay, chapter one, chapter one, chapter one. What do they have in common? 
Right, but then uh, I mean, that's I mean that's like probably what I did the very first step. But uh -huh. I don't do that anymore. I mean, now I more will think of two. Just something will come into my mind, and I will think, oh, I've seen that in the other book. Okay. Um, like I haven't written a post about it yet, but I keep thinking about how in each book, at some point, they kill a large animal. Like I don't know why that would be an important plot point, but it's something to think about. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, in in Harry Potter, that that unicorn is killed in in the forest. <laughs> Um, in the Hunger Games, she kills those mutations, and mm -hmm. it's a weird element. I mean, why would they have those in common? So it's something to think about. But yeah. and those don't happen in they don't, those chapters might not line up right now. But I might choose a spot in my master outline for them. Right, because it's a common element. It might take place sooner or later in one, in those novels, but it's a common element towards the beginning. Right. right? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Mm -hmm. I have a confession to make. I have not read the Harry Potter novels. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think part of it is uh, the same thing that you have, the academic kind of almost snobbery, you know. <laughs> um, not to say that you're snobbery, but I am. Uh, but, but part of it, I think, is that I um, I don't know. I think they just pass me by in a way, you know. So I haven't read them. I've seen some of the movies, but I haven't seen all of the movies. It never grabbed me for some reason. But I have read yeah. the Hunger Games. I have read the whole Hunger Games trilogy, and I've seen the movies so far. So there's, so I know those at least. So, uh, so don't feel bad about not having read them when they came out because I still haven't read them. You know, so yeah. Without <laughs> reading them, I didn't. I wasn't really into the Harry Potter movies. I just, I didn't get it. Um, yeah. But the, I read the first one. You can read the first one in like a day. I mean, you actually can. It's. Um, uh -huh. I mean, I've probably read it. I don't know how many times I would say I've read it now. Like cumulatively, but it's it's a very quick read and it's fun. Um, okay. Now I'm up to number six, um, so I'm listening to that one right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, I probably will read it. I'll, I'll get around to it at some point. It's just <laughs> so just thought I'd throw that out there for you. You're not yeah. alone on that. So. Well, people and people aren't very conscientious about spoilers. People keep telling me things about people right. who died, and like I'm like, no, I'm not there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think? Um, I'm just thinking. Like, so these uh, books, like, I they're common. There's common elements. They're they're wildly popular with young young adult audiences, obviously, right? So you're trying to deconstruct what what makes them work in order to hopefully either replicate it or figure out what elements you might want to to make a popular novel yourself, right? That sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, now, I doubt that these authors are copying from each other, but that's certainly possible, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the out of these I mean, three, Harry Potter was first, so... You're right, right. So people might have said, oh, Harry Potter, and then everyone starts doing the same thing. Because that's kind of irrelevant, right? Because they are all, like you said, wildly popular, um, and not and there's not necessarily overlap between them, right? I think right, the Hunger yeah, Games... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're very different stories. Um, so I think that's what's so cool is finding the common elements is knowing that you can use these elements but have a different story on top mm -hmm. of the framework. Um, and I don't think that, I mean, a lot of storytelling, even outside of this project, has common elements. Like, I mean, on the very simplest level, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 of, you mm -hmm. know, plates, like beginning, middle, end. Um, that's, it seems obvious, but it's something we're very used to. And there's other methods, like, I mean, I've, I've talked a little bit about on my site about the hero's journey um, when Joseph Campbell and the hero of the Thousand Faces. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a structure I've looked to in shaping my analysis. 
Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, in Equifax. I mean, because for a long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Russian structuralists and, you know, people even from, you know, from over a century ago are like, oh, there are seven stories, right? You know, or something like that. And like some people say there are only three stories or only, you know, and most stories we read is, is the same story. It's, you know, somebody wants something. There's something in their way. They have to overcome that obstacle and they either succeed or they don't. That's just every story ever written, right? But that's too simplistic, right? When you're sitting in front of your cursor. With the screen, right? <laughs> so, right. Uh, so you've taken it to a whole different level. Like you've taken it, you know, like to this. Like this is a pretty massive project, right? And you've taken it to the level of okay, these are all of the common elements, or at least as many as you can find, right? And like for someone just coming to your site, it take a long time to get through that site because you have so much great material in there. You know, you're really like drilling down. <laughs> into this like what makes these um it's absolutely amazing so yeah, i didn't intend yeah. for it to be so thorough in the beginning like i actually didn't know what it would be um but mostly when i would find an element i would have a i would have trouble writing the post and then i would realize that this i was looking at it too broadly and i had to go smaller so in order to make something a thousand words i mean i can't I don't expect readers to hang on longer than a thousand words in general. So, yeah. in order to get down there, I kept going smaller and smaller. Uh, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, because after a thousand words on the web, people are gonna eh, right? Maybe. Yeah. That's Too long didn't read. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. When did you uh, When did you start the project? Um, I started it last year, um, right after Thanksgiving. It was the very end of November. Okay. Twenty thirteen. So. Uh, 2013. Yeah, yeah. So all this, oh, this is only uh, just over a year. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's my weekend. I uh, sit down that's and your, write. That's your weekend. Yeah, that that's fantastic. Um, so I, I'm still kind of like. So you went to you were in uh, when you you said you were a creative writing major. Was that graduate school or undergrad or? Undergrad, um, I went to Johns Hopkins University, yeah. and the major is technically called Writing Seminars. Um, it's it's a weird name because the seminar refers to the style of class where right. it's just you know, ten people. Um, actually, I saw that you you have a film PhD, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, cool. um, so when I was at Hopkins, they the the film program was kind of newer, and at the time, it was still really intertwined with the writing seminars. So I could take film classes and count them as writing. Um, nice. Yeah, so I got to take some really cool film classes while I was there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my um, our our film department at Wayne State was um, in Detroit was in the English department. So it was very oh, okay. similar. Right? So to to be a film uh, PhD, you had to take other English courses as well, right? There weren't enough film courses. Yeah, so it's nice, right? So you get the writing and the critical analysis and, and all that stuff that you, you know, and all that. Um, yeah, which, English which was cool. a separate major, though. I, okay. I don't know why, so it was English, writing, or film. <laughs> that is weird, that English and writing would be separate, right? Yeah, um, I guess the, the writing seminars was more about, like, the craft of creative writing and mm -hmm. storytelling, whereas the English was analysis. And gotcha, essay. gotcha. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I have taught in the past and, and have studied is uh, screenwriting, which is, it, it, and that's kind of similar to what you, you're doing in a way because there's a very specific structure that most screenplays have to follow, 
right? Mm-hmm. It's just react structure, but there's also like certain things that have to happen, and you know, stuff like that. Um, and that's what I try to teach my my students in screenwriting classes. Uh, but like I said, it's nowhere near as specific as what you're doing, <laughs> what you've been doing so far. You know, um, do you use um? Do you save the cat? I love that book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love Save the Cat, too. It's a good one. Uh, so, you know, just to structure narratives, it's, it's it's the same thing, really, but it's obviously quite different at the same time because it's visual versus, you know, versus literary. But, um, yeah. Right, the story is, is the same, but I think the writing of right. them is, are they are different beasts. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. So, um you know, and that goes into film adaptation as well, and right, all that stuff comes into play too. If you're doing like like novel adaptations and stuff, like you said, you didn't really like the Harry Potter movies until you read the books, right? Right. Yeah, which is uh, totally understandable. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, I saw Inherent Vice last night, the the movie with with Joaquin Phoenix. Well, it's, it's based on a Thomas Pynchon novel, and I read the novel and loved the movie. I went with a couple people who didn't read the novel, and they're like, eh. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, it's interesting how those things kind of kind of cross over sometimes, right? Right. So you started this as per- a personal project to write your own novel, right? right? And now it's become this website that is has become it seems fairly popular, right? I think a lot yeah. of people used it as a resource, which maybe you didn't plan right away. Um, yeah, it's definitely taken off more than originally expected. Um, uh-huh. It it was personal. Um, but at the same time, I I wanted to write a book, and I kept hearing everywhere, oh, you need a platform, you need a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seemed also overwhelming. Maybe I'm just easily overwhelmed. But <laughs> it was kind of a two birds with one stone thing where I was like, okay, I'll post this, and then I'll just start. This is how I'll get my name out there and um, start connecting with people. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was a, it was a, uh, kind of a strategic move as well, right? Because you know you're right. going to write the novel, so you're building your platform as you go. Um, right. And yeah. um, so uh, my brother has a really popular blog. Um, his name is Matt Frazier. He's no meat athlete. Um, so I watched him build his blog over, I guess it's been five or six years now. And he um, has taught me so much about like platform building and you, sort of not, I guess, online marketing, but marketing yourself. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he gets to do his blog as his job now, which is really cool. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> writing for a living, no matter what you're writing, I think would be a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty good way yeah. to go, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic. So he's he's built it enough. So you you get some tips from him. Yeah, and before um, I started this blog, I used to write for his blog like once. I, I used to do a weekly post like a couple years ago. Um, oh, okay. So I, I learned some stuff about copywriting and um, right. inter- what it, what an internet reader will and won't stick around for. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I know when I started my blog, I was writing really long pieces, and I know people weren't reading them, right? <laughs> so I, I shortened yeah, I mean, it. It's, like, it's frustrating yeah. because you, I mean, you can spend a lot of time on something, and then it's it's the wrong medium. I mean. Right. And I know I do the same thing. If if I go to a website and there aren't enough subheadings, I'm like, oh, so hard. So <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. 
Right. Yeah. No, we all are. We all are. It's hard to read on screen, and there's so much other stuff to read. I I, I get it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so you so you're building your platform with this, right? It's it's really taken off, obviously, um, because it's a great resource for people, right? Um, so, how is your your novel going? <laughs> um, my novel is okay. Um, <laughs> I did participate in NanoRemo. Um, I got, I did not finish, even though I tried super hard. Um, I'm at like 25,000 words, um, okay. which I'm, I'm shooting for 90, as I said, um, 90,000, which I published was the correct, was the, was the shoot for number. Um, honestly, it's really hard for me to balance, this, I hear this is a problem for other people, but the, this platform thing has really taken over a lot of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's there's like only so much room in my mind for like obsession. And right now I get obsessed with all I can think about are these three novels and picking out the elements. Uh-huh. So sometimes I can switch gears and then I'm thinking only about my novel and then I miss a week on better novel project. So it's um for me I have I have a hard time balancing my time. Yeah. But what is nice is that I have been using I do use the I do use my posts. So I can just bang out one scene based on what I've written. Um, the problem is now that I need to fill those out more. Like I have a lot, of, I have a lot of plot points following along with what I've been doing online, but not enough actual like development within there. Right, right. So you've got kind of a really strong outline, it sounds like, or um, you know, like you said, plot points, uh, beats, as the self-publishing guys call them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like filling that out will be a lot easier when you have that structure in place, right? Yeah, and that's why I wanted to do this. Right. Um, so, but then when I get home at night and it's time, you know, I, after dinner and I have my free time, it's like I have to decide what to work on. And a lot of times I just, I, probably because it's easier, I, yeah. I respond to my social media things, I respond to emails, and then I start writing a post. So, you know, I try to, I try to right. compart. I try to move it all into different compartments, but it doesn't always work. Yeah, I totally understand that. You know, I totally understand that <laughs> because I've got my own platform building and my own nonfiction as well as my fiction, and <clears throat> sometimes one takes a hit for the other, right? So, right, and plus, yeah. you have you have a day job, right? <laughs> so, uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm lucky enough job. to have. Yeah, I have, I'm lucky enough to have a job that, that I'm not like a, in an office nine to five or anything like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I teach. So my teaching schedule is pretty, it's pretty sparse in a certain way. You know, I mean, I have grading and prep and all that stuff, but I don't right. have to, yeah, I don't, I don't have to get in my car and drive anywhere except for maybe th- except for three times a week. So, oh, okay. so yeah, I do have a day job, but you know, not like a lot of people do, but yeah, I mean, there's all this stuff to juggle, like you said, right. You know, and, and that, um, that's why I got into the audio books because of my commute. I, yeah. that's how I get my reading time. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I've been listening to podcasts lately, and, and that's crowded out all my audiobook listening. I need to, that's a balance I need to find because I want to listen to audiobooks as well, but I'm like, well, there's podcasts to listen to. You know, whatever, so. <laughs> right. well, yeah. I'm an audible person, so now that I have like, the pressure to use my credits. Right, right, yeah. This guy paid for these. I need to right. use them, right? Yeah, I totally understand that. Uh, so that's cool. And that that's a different type of reading. That, that works. I mean, it's a good way to use your use your time for sure. 
So I didn't mean to put you on the spot on the novel thing, because I know I remember when I was uh, finishing my dissertation, people would say, "How far are you along? How far are you on?" And I was like, "Oh, please don't ask me that question." So, right. but uh, I was just no, you know, I, curious. I it's it's like what I'm doing, so I get I get asked about it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. More, I don't mind talking about my progress. I get more cagey about what's actually going on in the novel. I'm like, ah, if I talk about it, it's dead. <laughs> okay. Well, that was gonna be my next question, so <laughs> so I'll skip that. So. Oh, I mean it's. It's I can like just very vaguely. It's a, it's more of a science fiction novel, and it's young adults. Um, I'm really interested in uh, AI, like artificial intelligence, and like the singularity, um, like the coming convergence of bio and machine. Um, so it's kind of it deals with a lot of the ethical implications of combining computers and humans, but in in a fun way, adventure sense. <laughs> cool. That sounds awesome. That sounds really great. <laughs> so hopefully, I really like that stuff too. Um, and you know, I've been reading more and more young adult myself. So I, I will definitely be interested in your when you're in your novel when you're when you're done with it. So that's, that sounds great. Yeah, hopefully this year. Hopefully this year, 2015, right? Yes. <laughs> so well, if you've got 25,000 of 90 and you're you've got a strong outline already out, you, you should. Wait. It seems like you should be able to do that. Right. I'm, I'm counting the 25,000 as written part, not the outline part. I mean, like, that's the nice prose part. Oh, and and then an outline on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you should be, have no problem finishing that this year. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> yeah, I found that when I, uh, I've been tracking my writing lately, and I find that when I have an outline, or I have um, at least a strong idea in the middle of a project of what's going on, I write a lot faster, and I stay focused for longer. Is that... Right. It's that I don't know what I'm doing next thing that gets you stuck, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people find that. So that's what I found. Because I was, I've never, I was never an outliner. I was always a pantser, you know, by the seat of my pants. And mm-hmm. uh, I've changed because <laughs> I'm like, well, if I know what I'm going to write ahead of time, then I can just write it, just fill it out, you know. And that's so much better. <laughs> I've, I've found, right. you know. So yeah, with short I stories, I always pants them in college. Yeah. I just whatever I felt. Um, I mean, but they were much more emotionally driven. So mm. somehow that works better with pantsing. Yeah, that makes sense. And like you said earlier, a short story is more a slice of life. So mm. you don't have to have a huge setup. And there's, there's this is different, right? It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, you don't have to have a, the, the end doesn't have to be an end as much as it does in a novel, right? For example, that sort of thing. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I know, short stories are hard for me um, because of that, you know, because I'm wordy, but for some people they really work. But um, I think going to the novel stage for you is the opposite, right? You're like, okay, how do I fill this out into a novel length? How do I get, you know, make it more character-driven, whatever, right? And plot, you know, and like you said, lots of young adult adventure. Because if you're writing a young adult novel, it has to be lots of stuff going on, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> right, which probably makes it fun to write, Right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm like, is this too ridiculous? Like, is this, like, another thing goes wrong? But, I mean, once right. you start looking at the other novels, they really do have that many that many stumbles along the way. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I, just started, I, I was starting to read, you know the Pendragon series, by chance? No. I don't remember the author. I don't have it near me. Um, it's a young adult thing where this little young boy, I think he's like 13 or something like that, goes to these different dimensions and stuff. And it's constantly, you know, 
all these crazy obstacles and stumbling blocks and how he feels about it and the anguish he has, you know, and all that stuff, you know, that you expect in a young adult novel, but it's fun and it just moves like crazy. And it's, you know, I mean, I'm not a 13-year-old boy anymore, but it's still fun <laughs> to read, right? So, right. You should read the yeah. first Harry Potter. It, it, it might you might like it. I will. I will read it for sure. Um, I just, yeah. I know it's in this house somewhere. <laughs> I know I know we have it, so it's just a matter of finding it and, and doing that. So I think I will. Because, uh, like I said, the novels, or the movies didn't grab me, but I think the novel might. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I will. Um, yeah, I, the novel I was writing is a, it, I, I think it's a new adult novel. I didn't really know that term when I started writing it, but then I found out about what new adult is. And I was like, oh, that's actually what I'm writing. And I actually rewrote it for that genre, which is, I guess this is like young adult plus, right? Yeah, that's a very hot genre right now. It's like yeah. an up-and-coming thing. Yeah, so I, uh, I, and that's one of the reasons I kind of tailored it that way too when I rewrote it, but I'm still in that stage of like, I need to rewrite it again, I need to edit, you know, and all that. That so. would be really interesting. Do you do it, is it a male um, protagonist? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The only ones I've seen have been, um, you know, like, a younger Sex in the City type, so I think it would be really cool to see it from a dude's side. Yeah, it's kind of a near future kind of like he's kind of a hacker, you know. So there's a lot of technology involved and stuff, and uh, um, it's you know I'm trying for that like day after tomorrow kind of science fiction where it doesn't mm-hmm. quite exist yet, but it could by you know by next week, you know, cool. which is which is hard to do, but um, and as, as long as I write fast enough, I can <laughs> I can do that, you know. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. We'll see. But it's been, and I, and I was just thinking about this today that I'm gonna go through. Um, I'm gonna take a look at your outline and see how much my map map uh, maps out. You know, I bet you a lot of it already fits. Yeah. But I bet you when I look at your outline, there will be a lot where I'm like, oh, I should probably do that, or that might be a good way to go. You yeah, know? that is the one way that I hear, I think most often when people say they've used the outline, mm-hmm. they've already written something and then they are comparing it afterward right. and getting really excited where it matches up. And I mean, because to, <laughs> to intuitively to do those things, I mean, it is a skill, so that's cool. Um, and then uh, other people have said they use it when, I guess Ashley said, when she, um, Ashley Carlson said that when she struggled with the scene, then she would look maybe didn't know what to write next and would get look at the outline for an idea like yeah. something that other ones have done. Right. And uh, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to her guest post on your site as well as well as cool. the site in general so people can look at that because I actually did a guest post talking about like here's how I use the outline right and I think that's a really good way to do it you know you write your own thing and you compare it because you know you're doing this you know great kind of service to writers <laughs> where you're, you're saying, here, here, here are the elements of these uh, young adult novels and I think it works. She's right. She writes young adult. Um, right. But I think it probably works with other genres as well to, to at least to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I think it does. I think YA though it has some other specific things and um, mm-hmm. uh, the outline is getting pretty full now so I am currently reading three more books to um, start a new outline for a different genre. Oh boy. So, so do you coming. want to do you want to reveal what the genre is or is it a secret? Um, you know, I can tell you. Oh, I so I I'll tell you one because I'm thinking about actually doing two at the same time this year, um, just to give myself a little more freedom. Um, <laughs> in because consi- I've just been like my whole like tunnel vision this year has been in the YA, 
But the one genre I'm definitely doing is the thriller, um, so mystery slash thriller, um, but not cozy mystery, which I consider a different genre. Um, yeah. Because I think um, the, the Hunger Games has a lot of thriller elements, and I, I really like that, and I feel like it's page-turners. <laughs> Sorry. The idea that, that your novel should be a page-turner should be, I think, in any genre. So I think that analyzing the thrillers will really be useful for other genres, too. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I think thriller—that's the—that's the term you hear with thrillers—is oh, it's a page turner, right? Or action, I guess too, uh, action adventure. Uh, but you're right. Any any successful book is going to be one where you want to read that next chapter. You want to turn that page, right? So right. that's a good that's a good approach. So and thrillers. I mean, I think mystery elements, yeah, are in Harry Potter is basically like a little a cozy mystery. The first one, at least. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. I can't wait to read those outlines as well. And then I'd be interested to see how those outlines compare to each other. Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> yeah, the one thing... That'll be your next project, right? You'll have your thriller outline, your mystery outline, you know, whatever it is. And then you'll start looking at the outlines and make more index cards and then never finish your novel. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, that'd, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's that sounds great. I, I look forward to that. And you'll do it like you did the uh, the last one, just do it piece by piece, like uh, you yeah, know, post I by so. post, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might try to speed it up. I mean, because this this whole this this past year has been only on those three books, which is cool. But those are also like probably the best selling books. At least Harry Potter is like of all time. So any yeah. genre that I do after this is going to be slightly less popular, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't. I want people to not get bored. So hopefully, yeah. I can chug through it faster. And maybe oh, it'll be yeah. easier this time. Yeah, I'm sure it will because you've done it before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Because I, you know, I, I can't think of thriller books off the top of my head. Like the way I would a young adult book. If you say young adult, I say Harry Potter, Hunger Games, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're right. That might be a more uh, kind of a niche audience where you might have people might not be as there might not be as many people interested in it, but the people who are interested in it will be very interested in it. Right. right? Well, like Da Vinci Code is one that I read for this. So, oh I mean, yeah, kind of a mystery. Right, right, right. The Da Vinci Code. I forgot about that one. That I right. have read. <laughs> I have read that. So, uh, yeah, Dan Brown. He can. Yeah, that's page turner for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. So then the idea is try to figure out how to extrapolate those principles into any other genre that you might write. Right, and then people mm-hmm. could pick and choose a la carte. Um, <laughs> I mean, one. I think one of the biggest criticisms I get. For the project, are people who write it and say, writing isn't a fill in the blank formula. And right. I always want to be like, I know. <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> I know, um, I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like the outlines aren't there to substitute for some sort of, like the creative spark is its own thing outside the outline. Um, right. So, yeah, it's up to, it's up to the, the other writer on the other side to decide how to use the information that I'm putting out there. Yeah, and I think that's probably why you get so many re- writers who are writing something and then comparing, rather than going, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to write something, oh, good, you know, Christine Frazier's made, made this outline, I'm just going to follow it. I, you know, I don't think that people who want to write generally would do that anyway, 
mm-hmm. right? And that's probably where that criticism comes from, where um, you know people are like, it's not a fill in the blank, and you're like, yeah, I know, but there are common elements, and <laughs> you know, there's no harm in deconstructing them to you know see how yours fits, right? Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, I get why people might might say that. But having gone through the process of this, I feel like a totally different writer. Like the way that um, I understand like what a scene is and the the just seeing how each scene pushes the story forward wasn't mm-hmm. something I was really um, aware of before. Right, because in short stories you don't have that quite as much. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. What's been your biggest surprise? Um, hmm, you surprised from doing the project? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it's, it would be more like when I get weird emails, not weird emails, but when I get emails from like <laughs> other countries, like when they're, they're like, oh, English isn't my first language, but I'm writing this novel and this has been so helpful. Um, huh. so my biggest surprise is when people from outside, like, my immediate area are using what I'm putting out there. Oh, that's amazing! So you 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 have global reach now. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's kind of nice, right? Yeah. Well, the internet is global, right? So it's. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. That yeah. is, it is very weird, and I, I get really excited. I'm I'm also so impressed. I'm like, how are you reading this in English? And you know, that seems so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that seems kind of yeah really hard to me. I was a French major in college, and I, I would never dream of writing a novel in French. It's crazy, right? right? You know, uh, writing something like that in your not your primary la- language would be, yeah, difficult. But English is the, you know, if you're going to write a novel, you want to write it in English, right? That's your, your biggest reach. Well, that's interesting. So you have people emailing you from other places saying, I'm, I don't speak English. You know, English yeah. isn't their, their, their primary language, but... They're using your outline to help them. That's great. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I love. I think it's a great project. I never would have thought to do it myself. It's a great way to tackle a, a problem too, because you were like, I want to write a novel. I don't know what to do. Hey, let's look at these other novels and see what their common elements yeah, are. Right? I'm all about bite-sized pieces and yeah. just making it doable. Yeah, which I think is a huge thing with any big project. You have to break it down and do one step at a time and figure out what what makes it work, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's where people get overwhelmed writing novels or doing other big projects. They get bogged down in the big stuff. Right, Right. and then just show up and do the work. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, I think it's a great great strategy. Um, So are are you trying to figure out a big animal that your protagonist has to kill? Um. Yeah, so it's harder. Um, <laughs> the the way I have it set, I, so I do have the animal already. Okay. And, um, there there is like a scene, but it might be like part robot, so we'll see. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Yep. That's a good twist on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there um? This is just for me personally, maybe, but are there uh, other like YA novels that involve the same sorts of things that you're doing that are like kind of it sounds like kind of far future, maybe science fiction kinds of things? The, what I'm doing in my my novel mm-hmm. or the project? yeah in your novel? Oh, um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess Divergent uses some. I mean, that is a future thing. Oh yeah, the technology uh-huh. is. They use the people kind of like zombies, but that's... Yeah. I, I honestly don't know, because uh, what I'm aiming for is maybe slightly more middle grade, um, like the younger mm-hmm. end of YA. 
And I actually haven't read that genre extensively, which is maybe yeah. a mistake. Um, but, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. You know, but there's Divergent, a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Divergent actually works really well with the outline, like the lining up parts, um, which I might write a post about too later. But um, okay. it has a lot of, it, it goes with the outline pretty well. I see. I've seen the movie, but I haven't read the book, so um, so I don't. Yeah, but um, it, yeah, I could see those elements being in there for sure. I was just asking for my own personal because I would totally read that. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll just wait for yours, and I'll read yours, and that'll be that because that's I love that kind of stuff. The uh, yeah, I'm worried uh, about Big Hero Six though. I'm I'm afraid they might have stolen my idea. <laughs> Big Hero Six. It's like the new. I think it's like Pixar DreamWorks movie. It's like about a lovable robot. Oh, yeah. I saw something about that. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, maybe <laughs> when they might have stolen your idea, but when your novel comes out, maybe you could, you know, capitalize on the attention from that, right? Because, sure. you know, people can do both. You know, I know, um, I always have that. I think most writers have that fear, right? You're in the middle of a project and you see something comes out and you're like, no, that's what I'm doing, right? I, you know, well, you get that. So, yeah, I used to feel more that way, but now that I've yeah. seen so many similarities, like, everyone tells their story different, and I think right. the idea of someone taking your idea um, is almost absurd because what yeah. you would do with it and what they would do with it is different. So I agree completely, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. When you have that confidence of, like, look, I've got my own voice, I've got my own angle, it doesn't really matter if someone's done kind of the same theme or the same stuff because there are only so many stories, as we said earlier, right? So that's great. So this project's helped you with that too. Then realizing that you your 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 story doesn't have to be like completely unique, where it's something no one's ever seen before. It's it's your take on it and your voice. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know you have to get going, but um. Thank, thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. I'm really, I was really, I'm really yeah, excited to talk to you. Me. So um, uh, before we yeah. go, I just wanted to say that um, I, right now I'm doing a a co-project with my brother called Write and Run 31. So it's okay. uh, it's where we've been encouraging both of our readers. So he has a, a readership of runners and mine are writers, oh. and we've it's been like kind of a January thing of doing some sort of exercise and some sort of writing every day. Um, oh. So I just wanted to say that that's out there. <laughs> It's called Write and Run 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you could, if you could, yes, it does. Uh, if you could, uh, <laughs> if you could send me a link, um, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, so yeah. Really, yeah, just every really day, sh- yeah, it's basically a Facebook group, and it's just like a accountability encouragement thing. Um, I see. But every every morning I post a writing prompt. So if you are at least in the market for a fun writing prompt, um, I am. S- Laboring very hard in creating those, which are surprisingly difficult. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe they're <laughs> difficult. Yeah, for sure. Well, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, running. I don't know. Where do you live? Oh, I live in D.C. Okay, so I don't know what the weather is like there, but it's, it was five degrees here today. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going outside. But, yeah, some kind of exercise would probably be a good idea because um, we writers have a very sedentary lifestyle, a lot of us. So it's exactly. uh, it's good to get them. <laughs> Get up and move around a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll put links to that. A link to okay. that in the show notes, which people can find it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having yep. me. This was super yep. fun. And before you go, before you go, um, where can people find you? Oh, um, well, BetterNovelProject.com, obviously. And then uh, I'm on basically every social media unit there is. Um, <laughs> so Twitter, I'm BetterNovelProj, and then I have Facebook. 
Pinterest, Instagram. Um, if you just search Better Owl Project, it, it should appear. Yeah. Oh, and Goodreads. And Goodreads, yeah. So from the from your from BetterNovelProject.com, people can find all your social media as well, right? Yeah, yeah. There's links. Yeah, yeah I know you're very active on Twitter. Yeah, that's least. been a, yeah. a big success for getting people over to my site. Yeah, yeah, hey, it worked for me. <laughs> that's all I got. That's, that's all I got there. So great, <laughs> great. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks a lot. Okay, great. See ya. Have a good day. All right. Yep. Yeah, you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Wet Podcast. This was episode 17. That was Christine Frazier. I am Eric Marshall. You can find me at eMarsh on Twitter. You can find the show notes at ericmarshall.net slash wet. That's Eric with a K, Marshall with two L's, dot net slash wet. And uh, I do appreciate reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks a lot. See you next week.